This is a podcast for the dreamers, a place to feel nourished and seen, a place to call in our highest path possible and to explore our desires, hopes, wishes, and dreams. I'm your guide, Emily Elliott. Welcome to The Magnetic Life. Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 6 of The Magnetic Life. I'm here today with Wendy Russell. She is an award-winning TV and film producer, multi-nominated TV host, and creator of HGTV Canada's She's Crafty that also aired in many countries and around the world. As an on-camera and speaker coach for female entrepreneurs, Wendy helps her clients build their businesses by getting visible, standing out from the crowd, and ultimately becoming thought leaders in their niche. Wendy also keeps busy as a keynote speaker and MC for various companies. You can also find her making appearances on the daily lifestyle TV show City Line as one of their guest experts. Here's a fun fact. As an actor, Wendy was in the movie Juno, where she played Jennifer Garner's BFF. But don't hold your breath. Her big scene got cut out. So she's in the movie for like three seconds. (laughs) So good. Thank you for that amazing bio, Wendy. And welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank you. And thank you for asking me. I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to see you. Um, And uh, and be here for your listeners. This is amazing. What a beautiful thing you're putting out to the world. So thank you for everyone. Thank you. And your bio, my goodness, you are such a multi-gifted person. And this is why it's going to be so um, special and fascinating to dive into a little bit about how your career unfolded. And for so many people listening, you know, they might be fine in their job, but it might not be their soul's purpose, their bliss, their joy. So let's kind of go there and talk about your journey, Wendy. Would you tell us a little bit about your life and career? Yeah, of course. Well, I knew from the age of eight that I was put on this planet to entertain and inspire others to pursue their creative entrepreneurial dreams. Um, But about five years ago, you probably would have found me in a gray cubicle. Ha ha, not unlike... (laughs) irony irony and now i'm in a sound booth a cool sound booth at a co-working space so and i'm an entrepreneur so i get to do my thing but uh, yes it was a i was working as a tv producer uh at one of the biggest television networks in canada and i was hating everything about my life Hmm. Um, because i had my own show on hgtv Mm -hmm. and that was for me that was absolute joy i was um i was the creator of the show i was the co-producer of the show and the host of the show so for me that was you know and i knew every day i went to set that i was able to um i i you know i went to set early every morning yeah. and i would sit in the makeup chair by myself when no one was there and i would do a little meditation and i i i, I would sit there in gratitude um for the gift that had been given to me that i was able to um, you know, inspire people. And uh, so, so it was just such Aww. a grateful, grateful time in my life. And so after my show had wrapped, um, you know, I sort of concluded, you know, my time to shine was over. 
and I um, I went to a job. Uh, so I went to a, <laughs> a television producing job um, at this. Uh, you know, I did a couple of major networks, but um, the last one, you know, I took the subway to work every day, and uh, you know, for many many years, and I witnessed the same unhappy people every day. I would oh. see these sullen faces with nothing that was inspiring them. And then when I got to the office, I found a lot of my colleagues were feeling the same and mm-hmm. everyone's incredibly happy, unhappy mm-hmm. doing this nine to five corporate thing. I think when you get into the film and television industry, you're like, this is creative. This should be, you know, you know, I get to I do, do something fun and creative all day long. It sounds entertainment business. It sounds like, oh, ah, so much fun. Um, but, you know, all of us did nothing but work and we didn't take time to have fun or necessarily mm. express ourselves creatively. Mm. And um, for the worst, for that, the worst part for me was the day I realized that I was one of those people. Oh, um, wow. Right. That, it, that hurt. So, mm. um, you know, some of them, let's be real. Some of them did go out and have fun after work, partying like rock stars at like 4.59 PM. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there has to be more to life. I swear. So right? I was in this. Yeah. So I got into a very dark place and I was trying to figure out, um, it was so dark that I was actually trying to figure the way to make my exit off this planet. And I had worked mm-hmm. in this um building it was 10 stories and the inside of it had this huge atrium so you could each floor sort of uh you know encompassed this atrium and we our offices were on the fifth floor and i was looking over the railing one day Mm. and i uh i stared down into the atrium and pondered you know if if actually jumping from the fifth floor was going to do the job or would I just sustain, you know, life altering injuries, which have been a bummer, especially for my husband, because then he would have had to like, you know, take care of somebody who's, you know, severely injured. So not what I was going for. So I need I knew I needed to get to the top floor. I'm being trite about this, but like literally yeah. this was it going through my mind as I so if I can get to the tenth floor, yeah, then I can, you know, and do it end it once and for all. And in that moment, I was like, Oh my God, like what, what are you doing? I knew something was terribly wrong. I wasn't yeah. doing what was in my heart. I had been ignoring my gut for a very, yeah. very long time. And I knew that I needed to get back to my mission, which was to stand up and to speak up and to play big in this lifetime. And working for someone else didn't allow me to to do that, standing up and speaking up and playing big. And I was under... Yeah a thumb of countless unhappy micromanaging narcissists, dare I say. And, um, you know, that was my rock bottom. And not only was I not fulfilling my life purpose, but I um, I couldn't remember the last time I had fun. And so things change stats. So, um, so that was, that was sort of, you know, where it started was that moment of me actually considering this crazy thing. So, you know, I didn't, so there, there was that moment of feeling lost. I never felt like television wasn't a fit for me because yeah. um, I love TV. I would do more TV in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, still, I still do. And I, you know, I'm still gifted with, you know, showing up on City Line every now and then and being, I guess, uh, expert. But it was television producing yeah. for network television that wasn't mm. a fit. So yeah. 
we, we were just made to feel like a number, you know, just like we were pumping out the same daily content that you've seen over and over and over again. Um, and then the other problem was that there's no, there was no gratitude, no appreciation. Um, someone higher up than you always taking right. credit for your ideas. Um, you know, it was rare that I ever felt creative. Right, and right. That's at my core. Yeah, um yeah creativity and and what moves me through this world is you know being able to express myself creatively so yeah so that's uh that Whoa. was where that went and I I was like I need I need a shift and at the time I was dabbling in um I had already been a speaker like a public speaker because I had my yeah. H career so I was speaking on stages at home shows and that kind of thing and I knew I loved it because I yes. got to audience i would see yeah. you know, there was humans in front of us in yes. front of us. uh so that was so um uh that just felt right for me i was um uh i and i was inspired to do more and i and because of the path that i've been on where you know feeling observing everyone feeling stuck and in the nine to five and not being creative i also knew there was something important for me to say to the younger generation. So I started uh, working on a presentation for high school students. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to speak to high schoolers about the importance of creativity oh. and take that into your adulthood because yes. otherwise we get to be very sad adults. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't mm -hmm. realize when you're in high school, you're like, I got, I got the world in my, you know, I'm like, I'm a, you know, the world, the, everything's ahead of me. I'm so excited. Right. Yes. And, um, and then it, quickly we get to adulting and I it's know. like, Oh, the rent has due and have to pay the bills. And then, you know, you have, you, then you find a person and then you get married and kids and then <laughs> you have small humans to keep alive. And, you know, all the things that we do as adults that, you know, everything else that maybe yeah. brought you joy kind of gets put at the back of the pile. Right. So, right. um, so for me, it was about instilling that, you know, that message of, you know, the, the creativity and taking that into adulthood. So, that was um so i did that uh for a little so while important. yeah so you that was kind of was that the first emotion after tv to kind of like come into yourself find meaningful work is that right yeah and i for me i had been working on it for a while like okay. let's be real my my work um you know as a television producer that was like yeah. 80 hour weeks right so mm -hmm. The very what was ever left for me at the end of a week was probably some sleep and, uh, you know, doing laundry and adulting, you know, cleaning, <laughs> cleaning air yes. and air. So, you know, the time allotted to be able to work on my presentation yeah. became very, very small. So it took a very long time for me to. Yes. On that. But um, I had also been. Um, given the gift of being introduced to a gentleman named Mr. Blake Fly <laughs> through Dave Anderson. And yes. I also was able to be a presenter for their incredible program. And that was oh, that's uh, amazing. my life online and, you know, teaching kids how to be safe, smart and kind online, which was just another beautiful message and something that I saw in adults. Cause you know, yeah. we get stuck in comparisitis as adults. You yes. know, it starts very young with kids. Right. So I, you know, if we can help instill that message early and, um, you know, and help them 
behave online so that there's no implications for them as adults. It's just, it was amazing. So yeah, the the whole thing with, you know, connecting um, with, you know, the younger generation on stage was really, um, really important to me. So that was, that was part for sure. Yeah. Do you ever feel limiting beliefs around money? What about imposter syndrome? You know where you want to go in life, but maybe you just keep getting stuck and can't seem to move that wheel forward. In the past, you felt really sparkly, passionate, on purpose, and maybe it's gotten lost somewhere along the way. It is my great pleasure to act as a life coach and help guide people back to their absolute best, to feel shiny, purposeful, and back to their old selves. If you're looking for a life and success coach, I'm now accepting one-to-one clients. DM me on Instagram or check it out online at emilyelliot.ca. Can't wait to hear from you. Okay, so cool. So you, this was kind of the light. You're you're headed in a separate direction. You know, you've made the bold move, um, filling your cup, and then you know, looking at you today, you've invited even more creative options into your career and your portfolio. Do you want to tell us about where you're at today? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those things. You know, when you're on this career path, you know, sometimes, not sometimes, you should always listen to the universe. You know, the universe is always tapping you on the shoulder and going, um, hey, <laughs> we're trying, we're trying to tell you something over here. Um, and, you know, I, for me, it, I learned that the answer is actually right in front of you. Um, yeah. And that, <laughs> that you may need somebody else to tell you that the answer is right in front of you. Because yeah. for me, I, I didn't get it until, I had joined a, a women's entrepreneur group um, a, a few years ago now, and my business coach had said, you know, part of, part of the program was making videos, introducing yourself to the group, you know, and so let's just say I was making silly videos, ridiculous, I was just doing ridiculous things, and um, and she said, you know, you you make great videos, and you're really good at this, and you should you should coach women on for getting on camera. And I was like, what? And, um, and again, you know, it's one of those like head slap moments where you're like, no, I think, I think people have this and they're like, no, 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 people, people don't have this skill necessarily. Yeah. fact that you've been on camera for, you know, a number of decades, like you make it look easy because you've, you know, you're well practiced, but this is something that you should teach. And I was like, wow. So yeah, entrepreneurship, greatest lesson on self-discovery you will ever have. Um, You know, I, you know, I reported to someone else most of my entire life. And I I think that killed confidence and it also killed my, um, the self-awareness of my, the actual skills that I have to share with the world. So yeah, yeah. until someone like, it was just such a poignant moment where she said, yeah, you need, you need to, you can, you can, you know, get, you can coach people. (laughs) Like this can be a thing for you. And I was like, so I I'm so grateful to be able to make my own decisions. And every day is, is I get is exactly what I want to do now. So I'm, And you said something really um, 
interesting that a lot of people have actually referenced in their life, which is that it was someone else validating that they're good at something that helped to move them forward, which Mm -hmm. is actually super fascinating because it shows us how we all are living an externally validated life. And now you can probably get like a ping or an idea, like go buy that property or go reach out to that company to be their MC and have a more inner trust. Is that true? Absolutely. Uh, yes, I I know I, that that's the next part of my career, right? So my, yeah. my HGTV connections. Yeah. Um, you know, a, an old an old friend colleague on HGTV, Scott McGilvery. He has multiple shows, and he, uh, you know, he was telling me one one day about his real estate education company that he was starting and uh and yeah you know, this was years ago when we were you know on hg and we were on the maryland dennis show together and so and i was like you know that it sounded great right i was like oh amazing scott that's awesome but you know i also didn't think it was applicable to me at the time because i was like you know i'm already i'm already doing real estate as a high side hustle because my husband and i grew up with uh a stepfather and my husband's father were both contractors. So we were already around construction and renovation and real estate investing our entire life. So that was kind of, I didn't ever think of that as a career or something that was going to, you know, sort of drive things uh, forward. Long story short, uh, years later, I'm behind the scenes working on a television show with the we had a a contractor that was a guest on the show and i was taught we were setting up the the uh his vignette for the next day putting all everything together and i said so what are you doing this weekend and he goes oh i'm uh i'm speaking for scott mcgillivray this weekend and i was like what get out of town okay and he said um i i said oh my gosh i haven't seen scott in ages and i said uh that's so cool. I said, I'm going to come see you. And so I went and, and saw him speak. And so what he does from stage for two hours is sell you into Scott's program. Right. So, um, by the end of the two hour presentation, my husband and I had signed up for their three day workshop. Cause I was like, Oh, this is cool. So, uh, signed up for the three day workshop, went to that. In the meantime, my colleague at the tv show who was also a speaker for scott said dude he's like you, you you know we we need more speakers and we we need women like we it's all boys it's a boys you know this is a boy's world like get in there you know yes. talk talk to scott and you know you can do what i do on stage for two hours talking to people about real estate investing and um and so i was like okay so then <laughs> so months down the road I've now signed up for fully signed up for Scott's uh, program and months down the road uh, here I am auditioning for Scott for this, uh, for this, to do this presentation and here and years later, and that was in wait 2017. So I've been speaking for Scott as well since. So uh, cool. Yeah. And so I, I get to inspire people um about real estate, get them excited about real estate investing. And that's another thing that changed my life, literally. So, um, yeah, yeah. so that's so, <laughs> so incredible. So it's like, you haven't even just done a 360, you've done a 720, uh, I, I don't, yeah, multiple days, circles, I, right? I <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> okay, so you clearly found Wendy some deep inner soulful nudge or confidence. What were the main things you did to move yourself forward every time you felt stuck? It's been a lot, um, because I've yeah. needed. I've I've been stuck a lot in my whole life, you know, before my show, after my show. So I, there's a constant, you know, trying to get yourself out of that mud. Um, and for me, truly, it gets um, it, it, as simple as I can put it. It's about taking action. And it okay. could be just one simple thing. Um, you know, maybe it is like spending an hour brain dumping ideas what I love to do especially if I'm I'm because I'm a creative brain I always have so many ideas coming yeah. at me all the time I'm like oh I should do that or I should do that so I literally put like a zillion post-it notes on a wall and I just start dumping it out and then I can yeah. put it in priority of how I want to do it or maybe something's less important but if I can get it out of here yes and, and on to the, you know, because I'm also a visual learner. So if I can see it, then I feel like, you know, then you can, I can wrap my head around it. So I feel like that was really helpful for me. The other thing that the book I always go back to is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. That book has changed my life. I can't even tell you. Um, and the other one that, that's a, a beautiful uh, one for, for getting unstuck, but goes very deep, especially if you're creative, is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And I, okay. first, read, I first read that book when I was ooh, um, early 20s, started as an actor, was feeling stuck in under the thumb of all the casting directors, right? And you don't, you feel a little constrained creatively because it's like you're just waiting for the phone to ring um mm. and, and what the artist way does it's it's a it's uh, julia cameron cameron used to be an alcoholic so she wrote the book as a 12-step program for creative healing oh, wow. so, yeah so it's 12 chapters and there are exercises at the end of every chapter that you need to do and it's it's it goes deep there was a lot of crying. <laughs> I did a, oh. There's a lot of tears and a lot of realizations and a lot of yeah. holy mm -mm, and, you know, all of the things. So, um, but th those two books, I would say, hands down, have have changed my life. And The War of Art, uh, Stephen's book, is such an easy read, um, but so powerful. And you can I can just pick it up and flip it to a chapter and um, and just get inspired. Even if I'm reading, I read five minutes of it. I'm like, oh, I'm back. So I love that. that's so powerful. Thank you for everyone listening. I'm going to put that in the show notes. It is such a killer book. So thank you for that reminder, Wendy. A oh, such a good um, reminder. You know, when you're a book person and you have so many books on your shelf and you crush them. And then five years later, you're in a different place in your life. And you're like, oh, I would really benefit from that again. So thank you so much for that reminder. And I would love to know, you know, we've pictured you here going along your track, doing the 360s, the 720s. What have you learned the most about yourself along this career path, which is an evolution? And I think people forget that. Yeah, this one, that's a question that's going to make me cry. I'm, wow. Whew. Um, 
I think I, I you know, that I've been able to um, adapt, pivot, 360, 720, whatever, like yeah. that, um, that I can shift until, you know, I find the right thing or whatever's in my heart, you know, like that makes me, you know, shine and, and feel, um, feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. I, because I grew up in a household that it was like, you go get a job and that's your job for the rest of your life. We grew up yeah. in that mentality and it's a very old school mentality. Yes, it is. That that was taught, you know, in war times where people, you know, they they spent their entire lives at one job and that was, you know, you worked 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life and you mm-hmm. hope to survive on 40% less of your income in retirement and pray to God that you have enough to make it till the end of your days. And that worked when we all passed away, you know, in our sixties back then, but now we're living to 80, 90, a hundred, whatever we're so, you know, it, it, there's this thing that has to shift. And I think everyone's also acknowledged that it's okay to try other things at, at, at different ages. And if something's not working for you anymore, please move on. Don't live in unhappiness and don't live, don't stay stuck. Yes. Like don't stay mm. stuck. Like, you know, if you listen to your heart and your gut, they are always <sighs> right. Yeah. Right? I love when you said that early on, you said I was not tuned into my gut. And I think for people that are learning intuition, right that can manifest as, you know, maybe you're having bloating, stomach pain. Um, You just don't feel well. Your energy's off. You just feel low mood. So like tuning into those signs, which I define as your gut or your intuition or your divine knowing, and just start to see if there's a message there for you. And sounds like you kind of hit that peak moment of like, oh my goodness, I have not been listening. And in the words of Gabor Mate, your body was saying no. And through divine grace and miracles and that inner fortitude, you're here to tell the story. And I think this is important for people to listen to because I don't think we talk about how dark it can be when you wake up every day disconnected from that authentic self, right? Uh, yes. And as you're, as you're talking, it makes me, uh, it reminds me of another incredible book that also changed my life that I'm sure you're well aware of. Um, but maybe your listeners haven't heard of is, um, you can heal your life by Louise Hay. It's beautiful. She truly, uh, you know, lived the mantra that if you're, if your body, if there's something, if you have, if you're ill or you get migraines or you're, you know, your hip hurts or your, your stomach is off, you know, like yep. whatever it is, that's actually your soul, your spirit, it trying to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And it, so when you have disease, she says, you're, you're in, you're in dis-ease. Yep. You're not, you're not in ease. So yep. <clears throat> our body manifests it. And so whatever that ailment is, your body is trying to tell you something. And um, so you're, you're so right. It's, it it is listening. So not, you know, not just the gut, right. Which is, but I mean, I think that's everything for sure, but like 
if you pinch your back or if you, you know, like take a, take a look at this book. It's pretty incredible. I love at the back of this book. It's like an encyclopedia of ailments. Yeah. And you can look up the ailment. You can read what, how it's sort of manifested itself. And then uh, there's affirmations that you can. I love that. And I just saw true. It's yes. so. So true. It's like. I've had lifelong asthma. And as a child, my deepest belief was I couldn't cope when things went wrong. And that was the biological meaning behind it, you know? And even for me with clients, when they share things that have been stuck in their bellies for years and years, because they didn't have a place to share it in a confidential, safe way, and then kind of airing this stuff, it's like shame cannot live on when it's been aired out. And it's like, I can't believe it. Like my stomach, my skin, my energy. And we forget that we need safe places to talk to and people to talk to. And in our society, we get so freaked to talk to people because everyone's so busy judging because they're judging themselves. (laughs) So it's like this big crappy spiral. (laughs) So true. Yep. I, I, (laughs) I think you know, maybe there's a bit of a shift now, especially yeah. after our bout with COVID, um, yeah. that I think people are really acknowledging um, the mental health, um, the need for good yeah. mental health and taking care of mental health now that's really yeah. been brought to the fore um, post-COVID because, it, you know, th- that affected everybody on yeah. so many levels. Yeah. Wendy, this has been so insightful and real and raw and honest. I know so many people will deeply, deeply um, feel gratitude for hearing your story and knowing there's a different way. So thank you for the way you've shown up today. And for everyone listening, they're used to um, how we close off every interview. Wendy, what do you think makes somebody magnetic? Uh, For me, it's their energy and their enthusiasm for what they do like when you when you talk to somebody who is excited about you know what they do and that that they're obviously fulfilling their purpose that makes them so magnetic those are the types of people that i want to be around if you've ever have you ever heard ali webb uh so ali webb is the founder of dry bar um, which famous blow dry bar in the states she just did a podcast with um the the fabulous mel robbins listen to ali webb and mel robbins talk and ali is just like i'm in the car and i can just feel the energy she's just so cool okay yeah the energy the enthusiasm just it it oozes out of you for me that that's that's magnetic yeah okay so more recommendations in the show notes we're gonna listen to ali webb's magnetism Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. For everyone listening, uh, you can find where to find Wendy in the show notes. You can learn more about her journey, how to look good in camera, her Instagram. And thank you again, Wendy, for being here today. Oh my gosh. My pleasure. Thanks, Em. Bye. Love Love you too.